This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning. It is the WIP Morning Show with John Ritchie and not Joe DeCamera for one more day. James Seltzer for Joe DeCamera. Joey D returns after his odyssey. Tomorrow was that what it was? I mean, and it was. It was. Of. He's been gone for like six years. It feels like traipsing no camera today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, traipsing all over the world. Uh, bagpipes were invented in the Middle East, Jimmy. Not really in Scotland. Wow. Yeah, I. I. It's a good fact. Scottish. Yes. Found out I'm less Scottish than I thought I was. Oh no. When we did the 23 and Me. Was that like but a devastating sorta? You know, like I thought my last name. The Mac Ritchie yeah. thing was pretty cool. It was part of your identity yeah. Yeah, your whole life. And then all of a sudden being, it's like... Yeah, like the name is Scottish, but not a lot else <laughs> is Scottish. But bagpipes invented uh, in what is present-day Turkey around 1000 BC. So this goes way, way back. Wow. And yeah. they slowly made their way throughout Europe uh, being played by people like uh, Roman Emperor Nero. And uh, eventually really? became widespread throughout the mi- uh, medieval. So Nero times. fiddled and played the bagpipes. I think he did. Nero, the, basically the the prince of his time. I guess <laughs> he had some serious <laughs> had problems, some, some but he real, was playing lots of instruments real while having serious problems. Real issues, but could play music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing stuff, though. Here's what I'll say: I'll say I would have gone over two in that. If you had asked me where bagpipes were created, I would have gotten it wrong. Seems had, a strange thing for the yes, Scottish it does. to adopt it. And then if you had guessed uh, how long ago, I would have gotten that very wrong as well. So I think that's a good fact today. Boom. Nicely done. All right, speaking of good, how about those Phillies last night? Another, I'll just say, you know, I'm almost a little upset that Joe's coming back because the Phillies have gone 6-1 since he left. Let's all just remember that when he returns. 6-1 oh. since he left. Another win last night. The Phillies, look, I mean... Last night was the way we drew it up in the offseason, right? You know, if you want to talk about a night for Dave Dombrowski, last night, Trey Turner with the two home runs, Taiwan Walker gets the win, Craig Kimbrell gets the save, Matt Strom comes in. It was like the whole offseason was involved in the win last night, of course. Yeah. Bryce Harper Soto with the big as well. Soda, Soda as well. Yeah, you're right. Like, really just an offseason. It was a game for Dave Dombrowski last night, but the Phils win again. They've won 6-7. and seven. They had just got starting to separate a little bit here, a, a Five-game lead in the wild card all of a sudden. 15 games over 500. Playing good baseball, John Ritchie. They are, and the big boppers especially are playing good baseball. We've known about our young guys uh, after every game. You know, my mom has been staying and, and with us for a while. We watch the games, and afterwards she's always amazed at Bohm and Stott, you know, hanging out, just like creeping in the dugout. <laughs> You know, she loves that part when they're about to do the pouring of sure. the gum and the water and everything else. So you've got you've got those 
the, the back end guys that we know have been outperforming expectations, and that's a big reason why we're doing as well as we are. But finally, Bryce, finally, Trey, when you when you look at the numbers, look at the box score, Trey Turner's numbers, three, three, two, one, three, two, like that is an unusual look compared to what we were seeing a month ago. Uh, Trey Turner last night was everything to our offense. Gets up there, goes yard, gets up there, goes yard again. That's now become a familiar sight for us. Trey Turner is a different player than he was before he needed a little help. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And Bryce Harper is powerful again, and everything is just coming together at the right time. Yeah, we had a caller yesterday say he was concerned that they're peaking too early. I think this team is peaking, period, and that's what matters. They're operating at the highest of levels. They truly understand what it takes to get this done. They've they've done it. They've been there. That really helps. Yeah, th- this is the best Phillies team we've seen all season. This is the team that we all came into the season expecting to see, and it's it's thrilling. It's exciting. And look, six hundred thirty million dollars last night. You know, last night we were like, "That's it. That's the three hundred million dollar guy. That's the three hundred thirty million dollar guy. That's how it's supposed to look." And they win you a game, and and it was awesome. We're gonna talk Phils throughout the show. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Obviously, a lot to react to. With the Phillies last night, where they are heading into another game with the Angels. Plus, in a little bit, we'll tell you how you can win tickets to come to the game with us tomorrow to see the Phillies and the Angels. But also the Birds. And as we watch this start, you know, as the Phillies kind of coalesce and start to kind of put it together. And, you know, we, we see a red October potentially on the horizon, John Ritchie. We also have this other team that we are... A week away. Next week, it's going to be we're going to be back from Labor Day weekend right now at this moment saying, hey, it's Eagles football week. Like, this week, it's going to start. Like, that's one week from today. Yeah. Like, the, the, the green juices are flowing, too, in addition to the red juices. John, uh, a lot going on. We'll obviously dive into all the, the uh, machinations of cuts and all that stuff. Elliot Trey Parks will join at 745. But as we sit on the precipice of the season with training camp and preseason fully finished, it's time to look ahead to the season where you're at with this Eagles team. I've changed my mind on this Eagles team. Uh, We, maybe a month and a half ago, were talking, what do you expect for the Eagles this year? And at the time, I'm saying, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm saying this schedule, the, the, the Super Bowl schedule is hellacious. And I was convinced that 12 wins facing that schedule would be a dominant year. And I loved the sound of it. I said, I will take 12 wins for this Eagles team with this schedule because I think that gets us where we need to go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. I no longer think that gets us where we need to go. I no longer think 12 wins represents how good this team is. And the thing that I'm trying to come to grips with here is I didn't see any of these starters play. I didn't see I, – I heard that we played well the second practice <laughs> against the Browns after getting our butts kicked the first practice against the Browns. Uh, I started the offseason saying this could be a better Eagles team than last year's NFC champs, you know, that ends up with worse than a 14-win record. I now think 14 wins must happen. 
I, I wow. think I, I believe that is an accurate representation of how good this team is going to be. I, I, I felt previously like 12 wins was good enough because I've been on 12-win teams, and hey, we went deep. I, it always felt to me like 12 or 13 was elite. Those were the teams that got made the it to the next tier. Yeah, they got a buy. I now know that this 17th game thing changes the, the whole landscape and makes it tricky to evaluate how good these teams are. What is rep, what does this team really represent in my mind? I and I'm I'm candid, candidly admitting I don't know exactly how to evaluate that. Uh, now that we're playing more than 16 games, I'm trying to get my mind around the fact that this does not look like a 12-win team anymore. It looks like a special team because I think we'll have the the NFL's top rushing offense. I think we'll have the top quarterback or at least number two. Top pass rush, top sack production, like last year, that can stay where it was. Top young talent in this last draft. I think how we outdid the rest of the general managers around the NFL in terms of getting immediate production from rookie players this year. Uh, we have a top three cornerback group, a top three wide receiver group, top three O-line, and those are conservative rankings by me. Uh, top three tight end. We must stop the run better, but we've got a lot that's working for us so much that it sounds like this is a special group that goes and wins 14 or 15 games. So what I'm hearing from you is that you have seen zero players who are going to matter play in the preseason. Yes. You've, with your own eyes, seen nothing, and yet your expectations have increased for this they football team. They absolutely have, and I now feel like the rest of the league must hate the idea of trying to beat the best team in the NFC before the Season even starts. That's where we sit. Why can't this team end up looking like the 98 Vikings who went 15-1? and Why can't this team end up looking like the 2015 Panthers with Cam Newton leading the way who were 15-1? and Both those teams ended up losing the Super Bowl, but they weren't there the, the year before having that taste in their mouth, having their young quarterback. The screenshot on his phone is reminding him he never wants to feel that way again. We're in great shape. And this team is not a 12-win team. This is a 15-win team, 14-win wow. team. The special teams that that you go back to and look back, in, you, you you doff your cap historically to a team like this 2023 so, Eagles team. So, uh, 215 to react to that. I had them at 13 wins as my prediction when we did our, our going through the schedule. I'm somewhere in that range. And, and even I am a little surprised to hear you say 15, 14, but I get it. I mean, I think they're decidedly, definitively the best team in their conference, but I understand where people get concerned. The schedule is absolutely tougher. Um, you know, that will create issues. They were unbelievably healthy last year, 22 of 22 stars in the Super Bowl, unlikely to happen again. There are reasons you can look at this and say, uh, what I want to know is, are we kind of going overboard with this? Are we? Are we? Are there reasons for us to slow our roll a little bit? Look, we just saw the Phillies take, what, five months to get to where we wanted they them to be. They this a little they bit. They <laughs> did a little bit, but now they're back, and now we all think they have a real chance to do what they did last year again and, and actually get over the hump this year. Can the Eagles do the same thing? 215-592-9494. I think the Eagles are going to be a really great football team this year, so I, like, I'm not going to fight you on that. I just wonder if we are starting to, to kind of um, – look, because I remember in 2018, I came off the 2017 Super Bowl when the Eagles won it, and I said – 
you know what? We're doing it again. This is for Carson. Carson's coming back. This team knows that he went down last year. Like, this year it's for Carson. And it wasn't. It was not for Carson. Now they sucks. Yeah, he does. They almost went back and, and found a way to do it when Nick Foles came back in and kind of coalesced at the right time and almost made a run, but they struggled throughout that season. They never really got to that level that we expected them to. Is that a concern for this Eagles team? 215-592-9494. It does feel like we're kind of coasting into this season without any concerns. <laughs> like, seriously. We we come on here every day and we're like, oh, listen about the Eagles. And everyone's just like, yeah, we're going to be awesome. Like, that's the, the baseline for this Eagles team right now. Are, are, we, are, do, are we missing something? Like, do we need to slow our roll? 215-592-9494. A lot to get into today. We got some really good audio to play. Uh, A.J. Brown with some comments that, uh, to be honest, they, they bother me. A.J.'s bothered. I'm bothered. Mm-hmm. We're going to play that next. I want to ask you if, if it bothers you or if you think A.J.'s on to something. That's coming up next. Again, plus reacting. A Philly, another Phillies win last night. Six is seven. This team is now five games up in the wild card race. The biggest lead we've had all season long. React to that, 215-592-9494. And this, this Eagles thing, like as we coast into the season, one week from today it will be Eagles week. The game will be on Sunday. Should we have some more concern for this team than we do? John Ritchie's here telling me, without seeing them play this preseason, his win total has increased by two to three games. Do you feel that? What's going on with this team and our expectations for it right now? 215 9494. A lot to get into today. Plus, coming up, we'll tell you how you can win tickets to come to a Phillies game tomorrow with us. It's the morning show. We're coming right back.